Good morning to everybody. But Ezra Zashem, we're up to share number 527. We're learning today Lefush Lema Lev Ari Ben Karen. Lefush Lema Shmuel Ben Tehila. Lefush Lema Fradel Sarabas Shendel. Okay, getting back to our Indian of Schar Shabbos. So the question in reference to vending machines, sometimes people have uh, vending machines or some other things which um, are left in areas like uh, whatever it is, sometimes I guess in colleges or businesses, of course in a place where there's uh, no Jewish people, uh, using it in that time is the only time using it. So the question is, would one be allowed to keep the machine there or keep it operating um, because of the fact that, you know, money comes in on Shabbos? Is that Schar Shabbos? Somebody buys a candy, somebody buys a soda. Uh, let's say a non-Jew buys a soda and they put in the dollar, whatever the case is, and, and that dollar was earned on Shabbos. So is that a question of Schar Shabbos? So Lamaisa, the Paiskim say like this, the, the, the Shmir Shabbos Gehilchasa brings down talk in, um, in Simon Chof Tess. He says like this, just to read it in English, if one has, uh, one can assume, let's say one has a vending machine, one can assume that the, um, if one could, you know, honestly assume that the machines, the vending machines that the person has would be used, uh, would not be used by any Jewish people. If they will be used, uh, there's a chashash that one might, there might be Eden around, there might be Jewish people around in violation of Shabbos and they're using the vending machine, it's, it's possible that there's Eden over there. So then it explains to us to say, for Shmir Shabbos Gehilchazah, it would be proper for the properties uh, um, of the corporation to see to it that, you know, that the machines are not left in operational state over Shabbos. In other words, they should be shut down for Shabbos. If one has a chashash, explains the Shalei for Shmir Shabbos Gehilchasa, that there's Yidin using these vending machines, of course, it goes without saying, one should make sure that they're shut down um, over Shabbos. Oh, but assuming that in a place where the users of the machines are taka non-Jewish, it's in a Goyesha place, and there's no Yidin in that, that area where the machine is, the regular vending machine, so then the, mach- the machines explains the Shmir Shabbos Gehilchasa, the machines may be left in working condition over Shabbos. So, explains this, the Sefer Lamentes Malach is on page 977. According to some Paiskim, one who owns or manages a vending machine, sometimes people rent it out and so on, uh, um, manages a vending machine, um, and that's their business. They're, they're people who have such a thing. Sometimes there's ice cream machines and these various type of things. Um, so Lamaisi says, may allow the machines to operate on Shabbos, again, where there's no Yidin involved, it's all Goyim over there, and earn money through through the sales made on Shabbos. Aye, the money they're getting is Schar Shabbos, and we know that money, even if a guy pays money, um, it's still Schar Shabbos for the Yid, and he now that accepts it. So he explains that these earnings are not considered Schar Shabbos, and it's fine because of the fact that the vending operation, the vending operation, the machines entails, continue with repair, continuous repairs and maintenance and so on. The machines constantly have to be fixed, and refilled, and there's a lot of work that go into these machines, of course, during the week. And of course, these repairs and refilling and so on is all the, the responsibility of the owner, the one who owns the machines. So because these extra responsibilities exist throughout the week, and that's, of course, being done Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, during the week, so then Shabbos earnings, the schar Shabbos, the money that comes in on Shabbos itself, is seen as being absorbed, it becomes behavla, becomes all absorbed and part of the entire week's earnings, and not merely as Shabbos earnings. Again, we go back to the same concept over here of schar Shabbos behavla, it's not the dollar that was put in. Yeah, that came in on Shabbos. But as far as Chai Shabbos goes, of course, there's a lot of work that's being done uh, during the week. Deliveries back and forth, opening the machine, cleaning, repairing the machine, and all that is part of Chai Shabbos, Bahavla on these vending machines. 
Now, this would all apply to all these various types of machines, whether it's candy, whether it's soda, it could be sometimes ice cream machines, it's all different various type of uh, these vending type of machines. So that is goes all this falls in under the same concept that the work, repairs and so on is being done during the week. Just real quickly, the, the Lushen from the Sefer Shabbos home also all basically same, say the same thing, that some place can permit the owner of the vending machine to be- benefit from the money earned on Shabbos because the machine requires maintenance during the week and is stocked at the owner's expense. And of course, Shabbos Shabbos Bahavlaw. Now, as far as caterers, we spoke about also restaurants in reference to meals. He brings under the Sefer Shabbos home uh, restaurants and caterers. We basically fall under, under the same same concept. Uh, you have it sometimes by restaurants, especially um, we had it this past year that um, when Shabbos comes, it's Erev Pesach is, is Shabbos. Sometimes there's restaurants or caterers that set up these various type of meals. Uh, Shabbos is Erev Pesach, and people, of course, it gets very complicated, so they have over there the meal, and then they open up for that type of a thing. I mean, it's done, obviously, it's a, it's a whole procedure how it's done, but as far as the Schar Shabbos part goes, um, restaurants and caterers and all these various different type of uh, food outlets may, may charge for meals served on Shabbos again, since the meal and service involves pre-Shabbos preparations and, of course, expenses, and it's all schar Shabbos Bahavlaw, whether it's the hefzid and the work that goes into it from Erev Shabbos. Just chazering over a few more quick cases. It brings on also, we spoke about a hotel, a hotel owned by Jews, a Jewish person who owns a hotel may rent out rooms specifically for Shabbos, even though some may say only on Shabbos, since the room must be prepared. And for occupancy before Shabbos, of course, there's work going into it. They wash the linen and so on, laundry. And the room charge is a combination of payment for Shabbos itself, um, Shabbos residence, weekday preparation, and other expenses. Now, we've spoken a lot about the reference to uh, uh, babysitters, how to get, obviously, to get paid one lump sum, or to do, um, brings down the Safe Shabbos home real quickly, just to go through it again. It's, if it's arranged in advance that some babysitting will also be done before and after Shabbos and a lump sum, they will be paid for both periods. I had somebody ask me recently also in reference to babysitting, um, even if it's not done during the week. I'm not doing three days, I'm not doing two days. But to make sure that the babysitter either stays a little bit after Shabbos or comes a little bit before Shabbos, and we mentioned even possibly the traveling part of it, as long as it's somewhat of a tircha, that all could be included in Schar Shabbos Bav Law. That would be considered that the babysitter is working a little bit before Shabbos or possibly a little bit after Shabbos. Again, but uh, the Sefer Shabbos home brings down also another Eitzah, which let's say the babysitter comes on Shabbos, uh, or, or let's say somebody brings in a, let's say a place where there's an Erev or whatever, something along those lines, and they bring the baby to the person, or they bring to the children or whatever, where there's no Erev they could walk, um, to the babysitter on Shabbos. It's already Shabbos, and they're going to pick him up on Shabbos, and they're there for, let's say, five hours, whatever. But it's only on Shabbos. I have no, I'm not, I don't need them Erev Shabbos, not even for a minute. I don't need them after Shabbos, not even for a minute. I need the babysitting only for five hours on Shabbos itself. So he brings another Eitzah Toiva, which we've spoken about a little bit from the Sefer Yisrael Lachas, but Sefer Shabbos home brings it down too. The babysitter provi- if the babysitter provides diapers, milk, or something else involving an expenditure, we, we keep on talking about an expense, that's also part of Schar Shabbos Bahavla. So let's say the babysitter will provide her own diapers, for example, for the, for the child, or they, they give food for the child of their own money. It's their own, their own, mon- their own food which they bought during the week. 
or some other kind of expenditure um, involving an expenditure, it, it costs them money, and the payment for the Shabbos service is included with reimbursement for the expenses. So in other words, a person, uh, you know, it costs $5, $10 just for the diapers or the milk or the food or, or maybe a, a toy or something along those lines. But um, So that expense that the babysitter had um, would be would be considered over here also as far as Chayr Shabbos Pavlov. So the person, let's say they pay whatever, $50, and it's really $45 and $5, or maybe it's $40 and $10 really is for the diapers or the milk or the food and everything else. So that would be Chayr Shabbos Pavlov. I'm paying you for the, for the, yeah, for the five hours, very good, but it's also all inclusive for the, for the, you know, for the diapers and any expenditures that the person had. Um, so that would also be a way to work with the babysitting if it's done only um, on Shabbos per se, and there's no way to do anything before Shabbos or after Shabbos as far as babysitting goes. And it's something to keep in mind because this happens a lot. I know the babysitting is a very uh, something which obviously comes on, uh, you know, on, on a weekly basis, and many times a person just can't get there where before Shabbos or after Shabbos, and they only needed those five hours in the middle of the day. I mean, what are they going to do? Uh, you know, to start schlepping over an Arab Shabbos and then come back the next day, and sometimes a long Shabbos. I only need them till th- till four o'clock in the afternoon. And Shabbos is over the eight thirty nine o'clock. I don't know. So what are they supposed to do? Hang around? So it gets a little bit complicated. Or, or the person's going to pick up the child. Well, we're talking about the case where they're picking up the child. It's going to be at the babysitter's house. But if the babysitter could provide some sort of, uh, you know, food and these various different things, diapers or whatever, at their own expense, um, so then that would uh, count as a hefsid and schar shabbos law with the hefsid of the items provided, diapers, food or the like. We also did mention a while back, B'Shem Deshmir Shabbos Kelcha, so it brings down the safer uh, Shabbos home, that alternatively, if the babysitter has children of her own, one can arrange to babysit uh, an equal length of time. It should be the same amount of time. It shouldn't be questions of ribbis or whatever, but um, an equal amount of time for her on a different occasion. Again, in other words, if the babysitter has her own children, they know that next week they'll need babysitting. So they could arrange to babysit an equal length of time for her own on a different occasion. We mentioned that would also be fine in this case because of the fi- case it's a question of shmira. It was okay. You can't do like waitering for waitering. But when it's a question of shmira of, of uh, protecting from a loss, that would be okay, we mentioned. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening. Aslacha Rabba